If you would, turn with me in your copy of God's Word to the book of Habakkuk. Habakkuk chapter 1. We'll be looking this evening specifically at verses 5 through 11. Our title this evening is The People God Uses. When you look at that title, you might think that I'm going to tell you about some good, godly characteristics that you should have in your life. Well, that's not what we're going to talk about tonight, and maybe you could guess that from the book of Habakkuk. What we often forget, are we screeching here? I'm hearing some feedback or something. All right. Um, what we often forget is that God not only uses those who are yielded to him, those who do have those godly characteristics, but God uses those who are evil as well. God is in control and he uses both those who are submitted to him and those who are not submitted to him in accomplishing his work, accomplishing his will and his plan in the world. In fact, I was talking to someone just last week about this, about the connection between how could God control all things Yet we as humans have a legitimate decision. We, we can legitimately make these life-changing decisions, and yet God controls all things. How do, how do those two truths, those are both truths, how do those relate to each other? How, how, how can we reconcile the two? And I'm going to give you the real scholarly answer. You might want to write this down. It's three words. It's, I don't know. Or maybe this is a better way of putting it. The way in which our infinite God relates to finite humans is beyond the capacity of us as those finite humans to fully understand. We can't understand. We finite people cannot understand how an infinite God relates to us. But God controls all things, and that is part of the message of the book of Habakkuk. God is working his plan even when we can't see it. Even when we can't see it, we choose to trust him. And that's why the title of our series is Live by Faith. So if you would... Look with me, Habakkuk chapter 1. We're going to be looking specifically at verses 5 through 11, but let's pick it up again in verse 1, a passage that we looked at two weeks ago. And just for the context, let's pick it up in verse 1. The burden which Habakkuk the prophet did see. O Lord, how long shall I cry, and thou wilt not hear? Even cry out unto thee of violence, and thou wilt not save. Why dost thou show me iniquity, and cause me to behold grievance? For spoiling and violence are before me, 
and there are that raise up strife and contention. Therefore the law is slacked, and judgment doth never go forth, for the wicked doth come pass about the righteous. Therefore wrong judgment proceedeth. This is Habakkuk's lament, that there is injustice, there is violence in the nation of Judah. And he says, how long, Lord? How long will you allow this to go on? Why are you permitting this? And then beginning in verse 5, we see the Lord's answer. Behold ye among the heathen, and regard, and wonder marvelously. For I will work a work in your days, which ye will not believe, though it be told you. For lo, I raise up the Chaldeans, that bitter and hasty nation, which shall march through the breadth of the land to possess the dwelling places that are not theirs. They are terrible and dreadful. Their judgment and their dignity shall proceed of themselves. Their horses also are swifter than the leopards and are more fierce than the evening wolves. And their horsemen shall spread themselves and their horsemen shall come from far. They shall fly as the eagle that hasteth to eat. They shall come all for violence. Their faces shall sup up as the east wind, and they shall gather the captivity as the sand, and they shall scoff at the kings, and the princes shall be a scorn unto them. They shall deride every stronghold, for they shall heap dust and take it. Then shall his mind change, and he shall pass over and offend, imputing this his power unto his God. Before we dig into this passage, let's pause and ask for the Lord's help. Our dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this passage in your word. And it is a somewhat obscure passage, but we thank you that it applies very well to where we live today. That we see some of these same kinds of people today. But Lord we can be reminded this evening that you are in control, that you use even these types of people to accomplish your will. We ask now that you would guide us into truth. We ask it in the name of your Son, the Lord Jesus. Amen. So in these verses, Prophet Habakkuk is given a message from the Lord. God will judge the nation of Judah. Habakkuk was looking for an answer. How long will the Lord permit this violence and this this violence and this injustice and all that is going on in the nation of Judah? And the Lord says, I am going to raise up the Chaldeans. Now, who are the Chaldeans? We would usually refer to them as the Babylonians. They are the nation who would come in and would destroy the nation of Judah. So here the Lord is prophesying that they will come. They will defeat Judah. This injustice, violence, will all come to an end in God's timing, in God's way. Look at verse 5 with me again. Behold ye among the heathen and regard and wonder marvelously. For I will work a work in your days, which ye will not believe, though it be told you. The Lord said that what he was about to do was going to surprise 
Habakkuk. They're going to wonder marvelously. It was going to surprise the nation of Judah. Why is that? Why would they wonder? What is God up to? Because God was using a wicked nation, the nation of Babylon, to judge his own people, Judah. And the question that Habakkuk is going to answer in the next few verses after our passage is, how can you do this, Lord? You're righteous. How can you use an unrighteous nation to accomplish your will? But this evening, I want us to just focus on the fact that God does use evil nations and evil people to accomplish his plan in the world. Which brings us to the big idea for this evening. And that is that we must trust God even when he uses those who are evil. We must trust God even when he uses those who are evil. We live in an evil world. Wouldn't you agree? There are evil people, evil nations all around us. But here's the question. Do we believe that God is truly in control? When we see all this evil going on around us, do we believe that God is in control in spite of all that evil and in control of all of that evil? Do we believe that God is in control? Are we trusting God? If we are, we will not see these evil people, these evil nations, as reasons to complain or to worry. But we'll see them as instruments in God's hand to accomplish his will. They are people, despite how evil they are, who God is using. So I want for us to consider this evening four traits of those whom God can use. And I really want for this message this evening to be an encouragement. Because as we look at these four evil traits, you are going to see that people today also have these evil traits. And if God was using people with these evil traits in Habakkuk's day, then we can be quite sure that he is also using people with those same traits today. So let's look at the first of our evil traits that we see in our passage this evening. And that is that God can use those who reject our rights. Look with me at verses 6 and 7. For lo, I raise up the Chaldeans, that bitter and hasty nation, which shall march through the breadth of the land to possess the dwelling places that are not theirs. They are terrible and dreadful. Their judgment and their dignity shall proceed of themselves. He says that he's going to raise up the Chaldeans, or the Babylonians, and then he identifies them as that bitter and hasty nation. The idea is that these 
these Babylonians are not only evil, but they are hasty, they are impetuous, they are rash in their evil. And then he says, which shall march through the breadth of the land. So now they are invading a country that is not theirs. They're violating another country's borders to possess the dwelling places that are not theirs. They are coming into people's houses. They are thieves. They are robbers. They are invaders. And in verse 7, they are terrible and dreadful. Their judgment and their dignity shall proceed on themselves. They are those who inspire fear. They are terrifying. That's the idea of that word terrible. He says their judgment and their dignity shall proceed of themselves. Earlier, Habakkuk had used that same word judgment back in verse 4. He said, therefore the law is slacked. Judgment doth never go forth. For the righteous doth compass about the right, or the wicked doth compass about the righteous. Therefore, wrong judgment proceedeth. Habakkuk had been lamenting that there was, wasn't justice in Judah. And the Lord's response is that he is going to send judgment. But this judgment is judgment that proceeds from the Babylonians. This isn't true justice. This is justice that comes out of the Babylonians. It's their own form of justice. But the remarkable thing is, is that God is using their perverted justice to accomplish his perfect justice. Their terrible and dreadful, their judgment and their dignity shall proceed of themselves. The idea of that word dignity is that their place of authority, their place of privilege, something that they've made up themselves. It comes from themselves. It's of their own making. But we see here that the Babylonians are violating, rejecting the rights of the people of Judah. They are violating their borders. They're violating their property rights. They're violating their rights of their, the right to justice. Now, we as Americans hold certain rights pretty strongly. We hold them as fundamental. The Declaration gives our rights as life, liberty, pursuit of happiness. Many more rights are given in the Constitution. But there are some, whether within our country or, more to Habakkuk's point, from without the country, from outside the country, who want to see those rights disappear. But I want to encourage you this evening that even if our rights as Americans are taken away, our God is still in control. Our God is still in control. He can use even our enemies, even those who want to take away those rights, to accomplish his plan. So that is the first evil trait that we see here in our passage, that God can use those who reject our rights. 
But the second evil trait that we see that God can use is that God can use those who wreak violence. Now, does that sound like something that we have in our society? Look with me at verses 8 and 9. Their horses also are swifter than the leopards and are more fierce than the evening wolves. Their horsemen shall spread themselves, and their horsemen shall come from far. They shall fly as the eagle that hasteth to eat, and they shall come all for violence. Their faces shall sup up as the east wind, and they shall gather the captivity as the sand. So, especially here in verse 8, the Lord uses a variety of animals to depict the swiftness, how fast the Babylonians are coming. Their horses are swifter than the leopards. They are more fierce than the evening wolves. The idea is these wolves that are out on their evening hunt, they are more fierce than those wolves. Their horsemen shall spread themselves. Now, this is an interesting phrase. It means one of two things. Either that the horses and their riders are frisking around in readiness to go to the battle. That could be one meaning. Or it means that the horsemen are charging forward to the fight. But in any case, these horsemen are ready. They are prepared. They are coming to the fight. It says that they come from far, but that yet they fly as an eagle that hasteth to eat. Like an eagle coming to pounce on its prey, the Babylonians are coming. Then in verse 9, the Lord says that the purpose for which these Babylonians are coming is violence. Again, the word violence came up earlier, back in verse 3. Habakkuk had lamented that the Lord caused him to see grievance, spoiling and violence are before me. So again, the Lord is sort of using the crime. He's, He's giving, he's punishing the crime with the same evil. They were violent, so they are going to face even worse violence. How do you feel about those who wreak violence in our society? We are grieved, aren't we? But what if God is using those perpetrators of violence to accomplish his will? God can use even someone as evil as a gunman in Uvalde, Texas to accomplish his will. And we shake our heads and we say, how? How can God use something that tragic to accomplish his will? But yet he is. And that brings us back to the point of the book, which is that we have to trust God. Because we don't always see what God is doing.
Do we trust that God is truly in control? In this country, in this state, in this world, and specifically in our lives. He is in control. But do we believe it? Do we live like it? So then let us consider a third evil trait which God can use. And that is, God can use those who rebel against authority. Look with me at verse 10. And they shall scoff at the kings, and the princes shall be a scorn unto them. They shall deride every stronghold, for they shall heap dust and take it. Now I do want to be clear here. What the Lord is talking about here are the Babylonians who are coming from outside the nation of Judah and basically coming and toppling the government of Judah. So they are not rebelling against their own authority, their own government. They're toppling someone else's government. But I don't think there's that big of a difference between toppling someone else's government and toppling your own government. Because in any, either case, you're toppling, you're th- casting down someone who God has placed in authority. Which is what the book of Romans, chapter 13, verse 1 says, There's no power but of God. The powers that be are ordained of God. But these Babylonians scoffed at the kings of Judah and of other nations. They scorned their princes. And in some ways they had reason to. These rulers were no match for strong, powerful Babylon. It says that they derided the strongholds, which would be the fortified cities of Judah. And then it mentions that they shall heap dust and take it. Now, that is not a terminology that we use very often, but the idea is they would build a mound of dirt to take their battering ram to batter the city walls to break them down so that they could defeat these cities. That's the idea of this heaping dust, heaping dirt up so that they can take it. God can use even these invaders, these regime changers to accomplish his will. The Babylonians thought that they were controlling the world, that they were ruling. But little did they know who's really in charge. That they were merely a pawn in the hand of the sovereign Lord of the universe. God is the one in control. So I wonder this evening, do we trust that Lord? Not only do we trust him with our lives for eternity, but do we trust him to control the everyday events of our lives and the everyday events of our world? Do we rest in his control? So let us conclude with our fourth final trait of those whom God can use. And this we find in verse 11. And that is, God can use those who refuse to honor him. 
And this is really the most egregious, the, the, the worst sin that these evildoers, these Babylonians, refused to give God the honor that he was due. And this is especially in the last part of verse 11. It says, Then shall his mind change, and he shall pass over and offend, imputing this his power unto his God. The idea here is not that he is necessarily saying that some other God gave him this power. But the idea is that his power is his God. He makes, he considers his power to be his God. And this is similar, slightly different, but similar to what Habakkuk says later down in verse 16. Where he says, Therefore they sacrifice unto their net and burn incense unto their drag, which is a type of a fishing net, because by them their portion is fat and their meat plenteous. These people have no regard for the Lord. They don't honor him. They worship their fishing nets. They worship their own strength, but they don't worship the true God. They're honoring their own made-up gods. Are there people in our society who refuse to honor the Lord? Most definitely. And God can use even those people to accomplish His will. Again, I want to encourage you to trust God even when He uses those are evil. So we've seen four evil traits of those whom God can use in accomplishing his will. God can use those who refuse our rights, those who wreak violence, those who rebel against authority, and those who refuse to honor him. Does that not sound like our society? We see these types of evil people and evil nations today. But again, I want to encourage you. If God could and did use these types of evildoers in Habakkuk's day, then he can use them today as well. God is in control. I encourage you to live by faith. Live trusting that God is in control, even when we can't see it. Even when he uses those who are evil.